Hey everybody, welcome back to the Blush Podcast. Annie here this week, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Alice, Keys, and Sarah, to talk about glorification. And I know that sounds like a pretty broad subject, but we're going to kind of get deep into things about the film, modeling, and fashion industry, and just glorification in general and its effects on people. And I kind of want to start off by asking you guys if you heard about like the whole Chrissy Teigen thing, or just like where she talks about like her modeling in the past, and how it's kind of affected her, and just the modeling industry as like a whole. So I didn't see the exact post by Chrissy other than like what you told us, but I do know Chrissy is always like speaking out on like topics that she agrees with. She's known to be, you know, that controversial person, but I (laughs) like her and I can agree with what she's saying as far as the modeling industry being so glorified when so many models, many models are not even paid models and you go through so much just to become a paid model. Um, I was a childhood model. I was signed to Wilhelmina models and Ford models and runway modeling specifically was like the least paying out of like all the jobs. Like you got more money probably doing like a campaign, like on a magazine, but as far as runway modeling, no. And it was long hours. You would be there all day waiting for all the shows. It's not a happy lifestyle. And I can only imagine it gets worse as you get older because now you have to be skinny and everything and not eating. <laughs> so that's what she like talks about in the article. Essentially, she breaks down like the way she calls is like the hard truths about the modeling industry. And she was saying how like she lives paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. Any real money that she made, even let's say if she walked Paris Fashion Week, was take 90% of it was taken through her agencies like to pay them off and like for promoting her and for getting her the gig then even food if she would go to like a let's say like a client-based dinner where she would like kind of be showing herself off and promoting herself as a model she would make sure to order enough food to last the entire week and take it home because she couldn't afford to get food outside or just elsewhere she would share like a hotel room with five other girls and that was pretty much like the gist of the article and it was kind of I've heard a little bit about it but I never like gotten that deep into it or looked into it that much so I found it really interesting and I just like from that that's where I got the idea of like glorification because I feel like we do this a lot not just with modeling but with other professions and maybe even like moving places and just the film industry that's a known fact that they glorify a lot of things well, well, yeah, model- yeah. oh sorry here we go keys I was just gonna say it takes like 90 days like they don't have to send you your money until 90 days like you're technically if you were to bother your agent before 90 days you're seen as like being a hassling client being like difficult talent like why are you asking us when you know that it takes 90 days like I've when I was a model growing up my agency would just hold our money hold our money my mom would call they'd be like oh no we didn't get it yet and then they finally get it and then they'd be like okay but wait you need new pictures so we're actually going to take the money and spend it on the pictures and we're like we don't want new pictures yeah and Mm-hmm. It's a mess. Well, I was just looking at the article really quickly and I saw some like a little quote that she said was, I'd wait eight to six hours sitting on the floor of the Mondrian to be seen. And uh, like for the whole entire show, she would be covered only like $200. Like she would only get paid $200. And then most of that would be reduced by the agency fees. And I also know like, because I have like a bunch of friends who are who are trying to get into the modeling industry and like modeling itself, they get like jack 
from like they get so little they make a lot more money from like social media but trying to become like a social media influencer is even like so harder because it's such a saturated market you know what i mean so like it's just so like i don't know i don't know how people do it it's so exhausting i don't know it's it's a lot (laughs) i mean i barely know much about like the modeling industry and everything like that but i do know that only models who get what they call beauty contracts are the ones that are actually making the money. Like that's where the big money comes from. But yeah, like the high fashion runway models, unless they're making deals with businesses, especially beauty companies like Maybelline, L'Oreal, they're not making jack shit. Like and a lot of the time, to- sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. A lot of the time I've heard that they actually sometimes instead of getting paid, they'll get, let's say they're walking a couture show, they'll get like a dress that'll be their payment for walking the show. Like whatever dress that they walked in, they can get that, which as nice as it may seem, if you don't have money to pay rent, the dress doesn't do anything for you. Yeah, the dress is not going to pay rent. That's all I'm Try and sell it, but who knows how long that's going to take. Or if- Yeah, no, runway modeling, it's all an illusion. It really is. Like you can make- more money doing just like a quick ad for like Macy's you would make more money than like doing a whole entire like juicy couture and you're just like a random model that's not the featured model you would get like $200 like you said it's a whole scheme here it's not a pyramid scheme but it's not a good it's not good (laughs) (laughs) and I feel like we just like put it up so much because we see people like Kendall Jenner and Gigi Hadid but like honestly like they're one of the small few who do get paid that much And then it's one of those things where I think about like, okay, well, same thing with now on social media. Everybody's like, I want to move to London because like, it's the dream. And then like, I want to move to New York because like flashing lights and it's beautiful and whatever. Nobody tells you that 90% of New York has just moved out because they can't afford to pay their rent. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to ask you guys a question about New York and like living there because here, you know, I come from like a smaller town and when people are like, where are you going to school? I'm almost like, cause now I, I'm more familiar with what it's like to be in New York. It's not all like, oh, flashing lights and you know, this, nah. yeah. this very um, idealized place that a lot of people pin on their Pinterest board, you know? And so I, I hate being like, oh, I'm going to school in New York. Cause I know the type of response that they're going to give because yeah. it is, it is idealized, but to you guys actually being there, how do you guys see it now? Or do you still kind of idealize it? Does it meet the expectations that a lot of people have in what ways that it does and what ways does it not? Well, I, I know for me, like when I was growing up as a kid, I came from a really small town, like really, really, really small town. And uh, I moved to New York for high school and it was not ex- at all what I had ex- expected. Um, taking the subway was not very glamorous, especially at like six or sorry, at seven or eight a.m. when it's crowded and you're basically barely able to fit in the subway. Or you know, like some. I mean, I feel like now it's gotten cleaner in general. But there were some. There, I remember when I was in high school, I'd be like, "It's well, no." With all like the whole thing with COVID, like they have like now put initiatives to making the city yeah. cleaner. So I feel like in comparison to how it was in high school, That's the city true. is significantly cleaner. Um, it just depends because also depends if you have money you know what i mean if you can afford to go to like what is a Tao or all like nice restaurants and bars and like you know clubs and all that stuff like then it's great but for the average person who's probably paying their entire like life savings in their 
a further apartment, it's not like that, like it's not that glamorous. It just depends on how much money you have. But again, don't get me wrong. I love New York. Like I love New York. I think it's one of my favorite cities ever. Um, but it just, it's so, it's so easy to glamorize it. And like, that's something I see on like TikTok all the time is girls who go to FIT and they're showing a day of their life in the city. And I'm just like looking at it. I'm like, yeah, but you're going to exclude like what 80% of the reality because I know that for you to get that one cute Instagram shot, you had to move around 5 million times to find the right angle that doesn't show the random, like, trash bit, like, the random pile of trash, you know? That, or I've also seen where some girls will have, like, a really, really nice apartment, and then in the comments, they'll be like, oh, like, how much do you pay for rent? And she's like, I don't know, because my dad pays for it. So it's like, some things might look perfect on the outside, but I feel like a lot of New York is people trying to really, really make it and doing whatever it takes to get that. And some people are more fortunate than others in terms of, and like a lot of people don't talk about it. And it's, I'm very biased because I, I was able to like grow up here and like live here since I was a baby. But as long as you come in with that realistic expectation where you're not going to immediately have that apartment that that girl whose father, who might be a lawyer or something, is paying for. Like, that might not be where you're going to come in for. But if you come with, like, realistic expectations, it can still be fun. It can still be, like, a really great and amazing experience because the city is really good. <laughs> yeah, the city has a lot of amazing qualities to it, especially, like, once you meet, meet like, people. I think one of the best parts about being in the city for me is just having – my support system and my friends and the people that I've met while being in the city, you know, cause they know, I don't know. It just makes it a big difference because we're able to do things together. Um, go to play, like, for example, next, I, I really, uh, like next weekend, my, my friends and I are, uh, two of my friends and I are going to go to the celestial, um, light show that's done in Chelsea that's opened up and it's like I've ne- I've ne- literally never seen this done in any other city but in New York and I'm so excited because it's something that's really special to New York um there's like so many different museums like there's the museum of sex which is like fucking wild there's the museum of color like there's just so much there's so many things to do and there's a lot of opportunity and so New York can be super magical I just think if you think it's going to be perfect without you putting the effort into making it special, then it's like, you're going to end up falling short. You know what I mean? The city is not going to make you happy. It's how you live in the city. That's going to make you happy, I think, or how you. And I think that comes with any city in general, because like, even when we were younger, at least like me and my friend Molly, like we were like, Oh, we're going to go to London and it's going to be amazing. And she came back, she spent three years there. She's like, you know what? (laughs) Maybe we overhyped it a little bit. And that's not to say that it's not a beautiful city also, but it's just like one of those things where I feel like we all, or at least like my generation or like the people that I know my generation, it's like, oh, we're going to live like this perfect life when we grow up and it's going to be great and it's going to be fine. And like Pinterest is showing like all these amazing photos and that's going to be my life. But no, yeah, it it is what you make it. What do you think, Keys? So I'm from New Jersey, the part of Jersey where everyone in their Instagram bio used to put New York slash New Jersey, like <laughs> I places. and so like I was the one of the few people that actually moved to New York from New Jersey. Um, so like growing up, it was always so like, oh, you take the train to the city, you guys were in the city mm-hmm. or like it'd be a planned day to go hang out in the city. And I used to not go because I'm like, I'm broke. I don't know what you guys are just touring around the city doing and buying food. But, like, then moving into the dorms and, like, living in Chelsea and just, like, 
getting to know the area and just seeing how you can be in one section of Chelsea and it'd be the luxury apartments. And then you go around the corner and it's literally like a homeless center with like homeless people just laid out on the street. Um, There's the projects right over there. Like it was just really an illusion, but I think that's kind of everywhere though. You go to a city and there's the rich section and then you go around the corner and then there's the poor people right there. Um, there, it's, I remember when I was doing my study abroad in Paris, it was exactly like that. Like, it was such a beautiful, beautiful, like, the city itself is so beautiful because of the architecture, but there was, like, so I remember once, like, I was, I was talking with somebody who's from Paris, and they're just giving me advice on, like, where to go, where not to go in general, and they're, like, here's the thing. It's literally, sometimes you'll be, like, looking at the most beautiful architecture. It looks amazing, stunning, and it's just all safe and fabulous. And then, like, two minutes later, you'll be in, like, the area that you you should definitely not be in because it's just no, so unsafe or so, like, uh, like, not well kept. And it's just, like, such an extreme. And that's just seen in so many cities. I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen that not in a city. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like every city I've ever been in has always had, like, that. It's of. definitely gentrification I feel like ties in really well with this topic because my family is from like lives really close to New Orleans and New Orleans has really shitty gentrification and it's so bad and also our our downtown area like where I live um literally me and my sister were just talking about this the other day she works at this like trendy like coffee shop slash cafe type thing and that's kind of like the only one here but they're trying to make downtown pretty much are gentrifying the downtown because now we have this huge warehouse sale type thing. It's called the lucky rabbit. And so people go there and it's supposed to be super trendy with all of these like um, vintage um, house decor and like all this stuff. And it, it is cute. And then like the area is cute, but originally that is not how the area was looking before. Like, like yeah. again, it's a very, um, there are some sketchy areas and then there are some really nice areas that they're trying to, to turn around and they're kicking out a lot of people who can't pay the rent anymore um, in that area. And just yesterday, someone came in from HGTV to film um, my sister's workplace, the cafe. And one of them was like, one of the workers was saying, oh, this is so cool, which it is, I guess, to be on TV, of course. But then a lot of them were like, well, if I owned this cafe, I wouldn't let them come in here because this is allowing our area downtown to be like gentrified, you know? It's like already this cafe is in the middle of, I would say, a very low income area, but you know, people from, you know, richer, richer parts of like our town will just flock there and go there and take Instagram pictures and all this stuff and take pictures of their food. But like, this is gentrification like that's what it is like behind this this lovely facade that we have going on here there's just a lot a lot of people struggling behind what it looks like to be so pretty and so nice i mean same thing with williamsburg right now sorry casey you can go (laughs) it's a no 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 go it's okay i was gonna say sounds like instagram to me Even, like, when I went to Atlanta to visit my um, cousin, it was the same thing. It's, like, they would put up um, all of these, like, what is it, like, pretty murals and a lot of these, like, low-income neighborhoods to kind of drive in people and, like, to get them to look more at the um, houses and apartments there because they're, like, oh, look, I can take, a, like, a pretty Instagram photo by the mural. And it's, 
like what same thing with Williamsburg like they up the rent no they lower the rents but like it's all these like kind of like new apartments that they're putting up now but they're not new they just rip them kind of from people who couldn't afford them anymore and then just push them out and now Williamsburg is like half the people from there from the midwest like it's fine but it's not fine because you push out people who originally lived there and that was like their neighborhood and now it's completely something different and now everything in Williamsburg is like it's more expensive and pricier at this point than Manhattan. Like Manhattan is much cheaper than Brooklyn or Queens at this point. Well, I guess it depends still on the neighborhood because there are some like studio apartments in Manhattan that are costing like five grand. I found them online, but yeah, for the most part, like Dumbo, Carroll Gardens, Williamsburg, Williamsburg are like crazy. I was in um, yesterday when I was, I was walking around in uh, like on 125th street uh like west 125th and that whole area was like i mean I, like i feel like 10 years ago that area was kind of like not like in the best shape in the world and then there i was like literally seeing like cr- like the amount of like shopping centers and like like food places i was like almost just i was just dumbfounded i was like i what like what is this why is this looking so happening right now like i don't like understand and like i know my friends who moved who moved there like like five years ago like their apartment was like at a really decent price but because of the gentrification of that area like this the um prices of the apartment have skyrocketed and like their landlord is like really pushing on making them pay a lot more than they ever did before and like keys when you're saying instagram i'm really curious to hear what you what you were thinking about what what, what are you referring to when you say instagram well just for the simple fact that we are only showcasing the really really glamorous things like i think i don't know if annie said it or sarah said it we're taking the photo over here in front of the mural but if you turn to the left there's literally like a homeless man dying on the corner of the street screaming for help like that's just oh man and i guess it's sorry i guess it's it's okay i guess it's instagram and i don't want to blame everything on instagram because there's obviously like different things just like media in general making it seem like you need to live a certain life style that like again one person is only actually living or if someone's like living said life it's just for the instagram that's not actually what their day-to-day consists of i feel like everyone really just needs a reality check yeah (laughs) I don't know how that's going to be possible, though, because of how much, like, social media is becoming, like, more and more and more important. Like, I knew, like, I know back in, like, in high school, it, it was important. Like, it people cared to some extent of how many likes you got. But I remember, like, freshman year of high school, if I got 20 likes, I'd be so excited. I was like, oh, my God, I got 10. Remember when you had to get 10 because then, like, the names wouldn't show up and it was yeah, just. Yeah, and they would clump together. <laughs> yes, I was, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm... Also, I feel like, like nobody cared about their feed. Like, now that's, like, my main thing. It's, like, how can it look aesthetically pleasing altogether? Before, it was, like, I'm just... I, honestly, I'm considering just going back to, like, not caring about my feed and just, like, going for... Because I miss... I have so many fun things I want to post, but I want to post them all on my Finsta. But, like, my Finsta is, like, 20 people. But that's what, like, everybody was talking about. Because now then, like, people started making Finstas, right? What's the point of making a Finsta when you could just make your Finsta, like, a normal, regular Instagram, like, your personal one? But no, because at this point, we're so, like hell-bent on this like idea of like no it has to be perfect we need to have like put up this facade of like i'm living the perfect life i'm happy look how many friends i have look how many likes i'm getting like it's perfect have you heard about the hype groups thing that like that's been going around Mm -mm. so basically um this isn't like a new like thing anyone who's like 
for people though who've been trying to like make like money or make grow their business on Instagram, have used like hype groups. It's, it's kind of where you go online and you find people who are also trying to grow their Instagram. And you, as like a group like of like three hundred people, you'll like each other's photos, you'll follow each other, blah blah. But that was usually like kind of sketchy. Trying to find these groups is very strict rules with these groups. Um, the only reason I know about it is because I used to be a social media manager and some of the accounts that I had acquired were already a part of these groups. So I'd end up having to deal with them all the time. And they were, they were very like strict and rigid. Like if you don't like, they'll kick you out of the groups. All yep. And anyway, so on TikTok, I, a lot of people started going like, Hey, let's all like hype each other up and let's create hype groups. And so people have been, um, like, uh, so people have been like creating like groups of for instagram accounts like huge like 300 1000 member groups where everyone likes and comments on each other's um photos and it like has everyone's like freaking out because it's increasing their followers the amount of likes they're getting i had put my name in because i don't put i literally post like once a year but i wanted to see what the vibe was because sometimes because the original hype groups or whatever they were super aggressive with like the scheduling or whatever Mm -hmm. i wanted to see how these were and I have I don't know much yet, but but basically I now I'm seeing the obsession with how many likes you get is even crazier. Like I was talking to a 14 year old girl that I know, and she and I she has a pretty decent amount of followers, and she goes, "Oh yeah, I usually delete a post if it gets less than 300 likes." I'm like, girl, I'd be struggling to get there, right? I right? If I did that, I'm I'm like, I it's like, oh, chef's yeah. kiss. I'm like, are you serious? Are you serious? At 14, I was excited about 10 likes. At, at 14, it gets worse because you, it's like an addict. Like, I get 100, right? When I first hit 100, I was like, oh my God, triple digits. Like, this is amazing. Like, I'll be fine this with this. I'm making it. Then I got to 120 and I'm like, oh, but I want more. Like, it's not, now 120 isn't enough. Then I got to 150. Then somehow I got to 200. And now I'm like, if I don't hit 200, I'm like, what did I do wrong? Did I not? Is it not the right color? Is it not? Does it not like oh, look good? Yeah. Like it's it's so yeah. dumb. It's really so dumb. But like- I hate I hate Instagram's algorithm because like I would say junior year of high school, I archived like ninety percent of the photos that I have on my Instagram. Like right now, my Instagram has like six photos, but I archived like ninety percent of them because in high school, I remember I was posting and I would get like a thousand likes on average for, per photo. For I, why don't I don't know why um and then like i stopped posting for like six months because like this is really unhealthy and i feel really gross posting and then when i started posting again i would get like serious like 70 likes and i'm like what the what happened and i felt so bad at myself like my self-esteem got shot because i was like oh my god maybe it's me maybe like you know and i got so dependent on these likes and it's just so gross i think that sorry okay go 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 okay well i was i was gonna say like so me, like, I have just gotten into, like, this habit where if I'm starting to just not feel comfortable, like, I'll delete it, and then, like, I'll download it back when I'm feeling better. But the thing about that is I don't know if it's the algorithm, I don't know if the app knows, but I don't think your photo shows up as much on people's feed after you delete it or something, and it almost, like, keeps you there. And the same thing with, like, TikTok, too, because, you know, they have that for the For You page now. Mm-hmm. Like, the longer you're on TikTok and the more you scroll on TikTok, I almost feel like that also accounts into your success with your own posts. And I'm like, dude, that's really effed up. Like, you know. Also, oh. apparently, if you edit the, um, what is it, the caption on your Instagram photo after you've posted it. Yeah. Even like- if you just, like, correct it or something because you made a mistake, 
automatically you're not shown to like at least 20 percent of people that you follow i didn't but you can't that's not fair directly after because then it'll just like bump you down on the list oh. kind of well no wonder i'm not getting any likes right now guys i post because i always edit i always feel like oh, i like this and then i'm like mm, never mind and i like change it to like an emoji or something or i add a period and then all of a sudden like likes are going down like that i feel like this all makes sense now because literally i looked at my like analytics and it literally told me that only um only three percent of my followers are seeing my photos and i'm like only three percent actually see my photos it's irrelevant when you post it apparently because even if i post it at the right time only three percent of my followers see it i'll see people like, i'll see things more from like two days ago like things that people post like two three days ago than like what they've just posted an hour ago it's so ridiculous and so annoying and like with the tiktok thing sarah what you mentioned so i've been studying so for my internship i've been like um, they asked me if I could start helping out the social media team. So I like started researching more about like, because t- TikTok is honestly, it's good. Instagram is going to be dead in like a couple years. TikTok is going to be around. And then I'm sure there's going to be a new thing, whatever. But right now, TikTok is going to be the big thing in like the next five, 10 years. But I was, um, I was reading online, like the, about the algorithm, not just like general articles, but like data, like data understanding articles. And I was reading and basically something wild to me because TikTok is literally built to be an addiction. I mean, up until recently, they started allowing you to see the fucking time when you look at the app. Cause you remember when you used to scroll, you would not have no idea what time it is. Mm-hmm. Now they started, they started having that, but, um, something that's crazy. And a lot of like, this isn't proven, but a lot of influencers or people who have been growing massively on TikTok in a short amount of time have been attesting is that when you post something on TikTok that like you post twice a day, you get off, you have to like literally like not log out, but literally close the app and get out of there as soon as you can and just not be there, but have your notifications on because what happens is TikTok wants you to come back to the app. So they're going to push your video so that it gets as many notifications as possible. So it forces you to come back to the app because literally social media is a drug. It's all conspiracy. And they're trying to put like, you know, weird robot things in our brains that's it i don't know <laughs> so good until you ended with the robot things. you had me in the first half yeah. <laughs> and then you lost <laughs> whatever guys okay i'm disheveled and emotionally all over the place okay i'm over here thinking about my flyer i'm like well this is why no one's liking it i changed the caption <laughs> <laughs> wow. oh god well, shameless plug, everybody. I'm curating an exhibition. Um, hopefully, it should be up by the end of February. But, like, speaking about, um, like, when we were talking about, like, community areas, gentrification, that whole thing. So, they put – I don't know if this topic just jumped. But, anyway, they put an outlet mall in, like, the north shore of Staten Island, which is more so, like, I guess the – least gentrified like there's the south shore which is the rich people and then the north shore which is like just regular humans so that's where my exhibition is going to be in the little mall area in the empire outlets and i just feel like my contribution to the community is although there is some gentrification going on i'm going to make sure that we still have a space here for us to do our own thing regardless and yeah so make sure you submit to my exhibition if you guys do art (laughs) we can actually link it below we can link it below okay. in the bio, so we'll put that there. 
but that's my my attack on gentrification. Now I'm, I'll be there. Y'all gentrifying. I'm gonna be there though. You can't get rid of me. Point, we're gonna title the podcast glorification gentrification. We need one more G. The triple G's. Um, <laughs> well, globalization. Ooh, sedation. sedation. Because like you're Let's being sedated. All right. Okay. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. I'll, think of, I'll think of something. I'll think of something. But do you guys have anything else that you'd like to add on our discussion today before we wrap it all up? World is not as it appears. And I think the question Alice had was, how do we kind of come back to reality? And truly, the only way is to just disattach from this social media world. Or like when you go on, acknowledge the fact that this isn't real and it's use it for more so promotional purposes or business purposes and like really stick to that fact and not let it like be your life and get in touch with like what your reality is when you're offline like okay you see this you just posted you eating very well but just know that tomorrow you're gonna be hungry and like just sit with that (laughs) yeah especially like adding on to that I think a lot of people are like dang, why did I not get this many likes? And why did I not get this many comments? Or, you know, why did I not get as many people seeing my posts? It is literally not to reality, as in people are curating and, like, choosing how many people see your post in order for you to stay on longer and, like, to become addicted. And so it's, like, these numbers aren't even real. Like, it's not real activity, you know, that's going on behind the scenes. People are, like, controlling this or or machines are controlling this, and, like, remind yourself to use, you know, this as a tool, and don't let it control you, and also just a lot of things in this world are a facade anyway, a lot of things are just meant to, you know, lure you into, um, you know, living this, like, fake world when behind the scenes it's not as great as it seems to be, um, so yeah, just like watch out and be smart about it. And you know, that's what I have to say. <laughs> Period. Alice, anything to add? Or no. Period. <laughs> Everything she said. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. That wraps up our discussion. I think it's a topic that I've definitely been wanting to talk about on the podcast. So I'm really happy that we could have this much needed conversation. And I think that's it for today. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Adios.